Hello and welcome back to my official, unofficial Aries of the Night podcast with me, Eileen. So I already recorded this episode, but sadly all my audio material got lost and seven hours of work were gone. So I have to reproduce this, but it's okay. Here we go. So the theme of today's episode is the love triangle between Nico, Elisa and Lars. I'm gonna explain this very detailed and then we're gonna see which one suits Elisa better. Okay, so first of all, Elisa and Nico meet. They met in the first episode in season one on Nico's room which is a really interesting place to meet. They have the same interests, reading. They both know Don Juan, which I think is a book or a poem of Lord Byron. And Niku immediately starts flirting. He grabs Elisa's hand and we see that Elisa is uncomfortable. Her fangs show and she hides it with a toothache. Still, Niku didn't notice that she was uncomfortable when he started flirting. He gets garlic for her toothache and then Elisa goes away. Then Elisa and Lars meet and they they first met in episode 2, season 1, where Elisa is kind of scared of Baron Magnus' education and Lars stares at Elisa because she's new on the ship, of course, and she's not his cousin and not Eleven, <laughs> because the only females on this ship are his cousins and Joan, who is 11. So Elisa can be a love interest for him. And they catch each other's view and it's pretty cute because the way they look at each other, you already see there's a kind of magic between them. And then they talk on the deck where Lars saves Elisa from being seen by Baron Magnus. And then she tells him what she knows about Baron Magnus and it turns out he's a Dracus and now he's like really pissed because the Dracus pride, if you touch the Dracus pride, they don't like you then. Lars is pissed because he also doesn't want to realize what his clan did. It's kind of a coping mechanism when you just ignore what happened. <laughs> and yeah, then there's like this apology stare. Elisa comes into this dining room and Elisa stares at Lars. She's not saying anything, she just stares. And Lars asks her what do you want and she says I want to apologize. <laughs> Why don't you say it? And then Lars pretends he doesn't know her, which shows how arrogant he is and resentful. Then Lars and Malcolm skip the lesson and Elisa sees that and Lars is literally threatening her to not tell anybody, which I think is not that intelligent because somebody will notice that they are not there anymore. So unnecessary. And then Lars is mad because Elisa told the adults. She didn't even tell them new information. She just said, oh, they're gone. The adults can see that as well. She didn't help finding them. And it's totally unnecessary that he's mad. He blames his punishment of cleaning the deck on her. He says, oh, you should be doing this. And then she does the task he should do. Okay, interesting, Elisa. So you see that Elisa wants to be liked by Lars. And then Elisa's annoyed that Lars is so arrogant and he hears her thoughts. Then there is the scene where Elisa said, alone at lunch and Lars feels sorry for her because she's so alone and he listens to her thoughts and asks her a question about it which is not really intelligent <laughs> because then she knows that you were in her thoughts. Elise is of course mad and leaves the room but now she knows that he's interested into her. Then Lars kind of wants Elisa because of the Dracus sister revenge but he liked what she did because it was so Dracus like. I think he was a little bit proud. Also might think it's his influence and Elisa says that 
she noticed that Lars likes to be around her. Of course, Lars denies it because I think he's so proud and Lars doesn't want to admit to himself that he likes Elisa. He still thinks, oh, I hate her. But in his deeper head, he really likes her. And then Elisa's annoyed again of Lars and he reminds her that he can read minds and Elisa thinks that he's only mean on the outside. She already knows that he has a soft side, which I think is pretty cool. She believes in the better of Lars. And then Elisa wants to go on the trip in the city and Lars follows her. That shows us that he really cares about her. He doesn't want her to get into danger. And then he's jealous because Elisa knows this boy. Which leads us to our next meet with Niku. They meet in the library. It's really, really cringe. Elisa doesn't even recognize him at first. Niku has to remind her. Which shows that Niku, he really fell in love on this roof. And Elisa was just thinking, oh, nice. He likes the same book as me. But forgot him then. And he sounds super happy that they meet again. And Elisa sounds like, nice, but I don't care. <laughs> and then they talk about Dracula and he mentions his mother. What the fuck? They met the second time. The first time was only about 30 seconds. And now after like 20 seconds, he already mentions his mom. And Nico always thinks a step further. Like he says, my mother would like you or us meeting again must be destiny. I don't think Elisa thinks the same way as him. And then Nico asks her out for dinner and he mentions his mother again. Elisa agrees. She thinks, okay, nice. He can show me the city. And then at lunchtime, Niku starts the conversation with mentioning his mom. <laughs> they get the menus and then Niku explains how food works. I mean, he thinks Elisa's a human. Humans know food. They know like pasta types. And Elisa also turns out to be pretty intelligent. So why wouldn't she know what pasta types there are? And Elisa outplays him a little bit because she knows 13 languages and orders in Italian. And then there's like this whole can you pay question. Elisa doesn't say something so probably no and Nico says yes even though he can't and then they eat and that's cringe too because Elisa doesn't know how to eat and Nico teaches her others would say it's romantic I'm saying it's uh, pretty cringe <laughs> and then they have to pay and they have no money which is Nico's fault because he said yes even though he can't and I know men don't have to pay you can split the bill or whatever I don't care honestly but it's not fair to say I can pay and you know that the other didn't agree on paying or didn't say yes and then just leave her thinking you can cover the bill. You shouldn't do that. And Lars watches them and when Nico touches Elisa's hand, he has enough. He goes back to the ship because he's really jealous. And I think he wanted to do this himself. He wanted to invite Elisa maybe on a date, but he just couldn't do it because it was so unlike. Go on a date with a Romalia. Maybe he hadn't had the courage yet to ask her out and now Nico did. And he's kind of scared that he loses her to this boy. And then Elisa and Nico have to run away because Tanker shows up and they hide but they get seen and then they get caught and they're stuck in a prison together and yeah Nico got her into this trouble and he only thinks about himself they're stuck in the prison Elisa also has trouble she's also stuck but he only thinks about that he's now getting trouble with his mom and then he starts flirting Nico has the worst timing of all but what they're literally stuck in a cell and Elisa should be mad she should be Ugh. and then they escape and and she lets him have 
this moment where he pulls out the iron bars. Elisa, it's okay that you can pull them out as well. You can also be strong as a woman. Nobody said that it's not possible for you. In my opinion, she could have done this as well. Ah, but okay. And then there's this really, really horrible goodbye scene. Elisa wants to find her way back alone. She wants to say goodbye and just leave. And Nico stops her. Elisa obviously wanted to leave fast. <laughs> what the fuck? Don't stop her. Nico asks her when he can see her again. Why ask that? Elisa obviously didn't think about this, so she didn't want to see you again, so why ask that? And Elisa doesn't even agree on seeing him again. And then he makes a suggestion anyway, and Elisa's super uncomfortable and poorly agrees with this. And then Nico makes a move. He wants to kiss her. What? This wasn't even a date for Elisa. Maybe it was a date for Nico, but not for Elisa. And why kiss after the first date? Elisa makes a step back. So obviously she didn't want this kiss. And then Nico goes in for a hug. What solution is this? If you go in for a kiss and the person gets a step back, they probably don't want physical touch and Nico completely ignores that and goes in for a hug. She never said it's okay to touch her and that's a really simple rule. If you don't get the signals or a clear yes that you can touch somebody, you don't. You simply don't. And Nico ignores this all the time. <sighs> And then they hug and the spark shows and she has kind of vision of people she likes. Nico and Lars are both included, which shows that she likes Lars more than she admits him to like. And then Elisa starts crying, which is not of Nico, but Nico should question himself after this. <laughs> and he asks why and he apologizes, but Elisa runs away and Nico wants to stop her again. If she wants to be alone after this horrible end, let her have her time. He completely ruined this whole situation. And then then Ivy wants Lars to help Elisa get back on the ship and at first he doesn't want to. He says she left us down and originally Elisa only had a meeting with Ivy and not with Lars or anything. So Lars expected something from Elisa. He already thought there was something between them and that she now left him down because she met with Niku and they had a date. So in front of Ivy he admits that he feels left down from her and that he has kind of feelings for Elisa. And then Lars helps Elisa to get onto the ship because of course he cares for her and Ivy convinced him. And Elisa's kind of surprised that he helps her because it always seemed like they don't like each other but they do. Then Lars tells Elisa his plan where Lars takes all consequences even though he never did something wrong and takes all consequences and Elisa jumps on the ship with anybody noticing it. And this really shows that he already developed his character. At the beginning he blames things he did wrong on others because he's bad at admitting that he did something wrong but now he takes consequences of something he didn't do so and then Lars sees the spark of Elisa and kind of kneels down which shows that he has respect for Elisa and Lars is really concerned um, but he's really understanding it's so cute and she reveals something personal the spark and also Lars reveals something personal so she doesn't feel alone how cute is that and Elisa is searching for Tonka and Nico sees her and he drops everything he has and Calvino also introduces himself and at this point Elisa should have run away because when Nico and his mom are into something <laughs> they really stick on it and they keep Elisa for pretty while now <laughs> Calvino invites Elisa for dinner and at Calvino's house it's kind of weird situation 
station, Karina loves her and she gives her a cross necklace. And who meets the mother after the first date? I think it's pretty early for that. And then Ivy gets her, Lisa goes back and kisses Nico. And I think she just kisses him because Nico wanted to kiss her after the first date. She wasn't prepared for this. And now she thinks it's normal that in the relationship Nico and Elisa are, it's normal that they kiss each other. Of course, Elisa knows romantic relationships only from books because in the Vamalia house nobody had a romantic relationship. So she never saw it in real life and she only has these books and how Nico treats this. And books and Nico go very fast in romantic relationships. So she thinks it's normal to kiss him. And Nico, of course, thinks now, wow, we're in a relationship or something. <laughs> okay. And then there's this Hendrix situation where Lars helps Elisa with saving him and Elisa asks Lars to help her find the book and he agrees without even knowing her plan. So he kind of trusts her blindly. And for this plan, Elisa visits Nico surprisingly. <laughs> of course, she uses him so she can deflect him so Lars and Ivy can steal the book. And Elisa doesn't want to talk about the kiss and they go to the wishing well and there Nico notices that she's nervous. But how can he never notice when she's uncomfortable? Then Nico says, I would do everything for you. And Elisa says, I know. I think this shows pretty good how their relationship is. It's one-sided. Nico gives a lot and Elisa takes a lot but never gives anything. Nico is important to her of course but she never gives anything to this relationship. Nico is always a step further of course like after the first date it's the third meet they have ever and Nico already wants to do everything for her. Lars watches that of course from a distance and he doesn't trust Nico and he wants to get Elisa back as soon as possible and he's so jealous you can really feel it but he respects that Elisa doesn't want him in her thoughts when she makes a wish and I think it's pretty hard to watch always the person you love talking to another guy and it's pretty hard for Lars and then Lars cares for Tamo when he was sad because Tamo is important for Elisa so he's important for Lars also this scene was so cute then Fanny and Ingo read Elisa's mind and tell everyone she likes Niku and also another boy and Lars is not even mad he's not mad. He trusts Elisa that she chooses the one she likes. He trusts Elisa to make the decision by herself. And I think that's a really a character development. And then Lars helps Elisa when she was in this mind labyrinth. And he's really scared and wants to help her immediately, even though he doesn't know what happened. Ivy gets him and says, come on Lars, we need your help. Elisa's in danger. And Lars follows her. <sighs> love this and he uses this super dangerous way he could die but he saves her and she's worth it for him he risks his life and this really shows that he would also do everything for her but shows it not like Nico who just says it and Elisa also met Nico again at the wish well and Nico waited there every day and Elisa didn't care or forgot or had like no time for Nico and they met not on purpose he controls her to stay and then he asks her what do you think about and she says a friend and of course this friend is Lars and it shows that he's like constantly on her mind and they have a really awkward conversation and he randomly holds hands with her super awkward not gonna talk about it <laughs> I think Nico's love language is touch 
and you see that quite a lot but some people don't handle this love language pretty good so you have to respect that as well and after Lars saved Elisa she has a personal talk with him and she thanks him and shows off her new skills and then she hugs him and in his face you can see that he really needed that love I think showing love especially in hugs or something is not really represented in the drugs clan and it's really hard for you to get some love and affection there and and the really important thing on this is that she made the first move she gave him signals and she also kissed him so we see she wanted this and not because Lars forced her into this or she felt pressured she wanted this and she trusts him and he knows that she has a heart but he keeps the secret and then Elisa wants Lars to listen to Hendrik's thoughts and he kind of does everything to help her of course Elisa trusts Lars so Elisa has this book and she reads out loud what her mom said about the Drakas and Lars is as well not mad because he hopes that Elisa makes the right decision to trust him and trust what he says and that he changed and is not like his clan anymore and says it's up to Elisa to decide that's pretty adult that's really grown up from him then also Lars talks to Elisa after the Contessa died and he talks again about what her mom told her and he says listen to your heart which is a really good advice and Lars is a really proud person with a big ego and always wants to be right so he puts all of this back for Elisa and then Elisa wants to leave but Lars stops her and he tells her that he knows about Elisa's heart and that he won't tell somebody and then he says if you trust me then stay if not go this is also pretty grown up because trust is the base of a good relationship and Elisa takes his hand which is a mute yes I guess and Lars starts flirting to make the situation more relaxed and less awkward and that's the opposite of what Niku is doing he always makes the conversation awkward through his flirting and he's a little bit embarrassed because Elisa says you're flirting with me and it's so cute and he's also so freaking respectful because he never reads her mind I mean he could and Elisa wouldn't probably notice and if you're in love with someone you also want to know what they think about you and that he just didn't even though he could meant that he really truly respects her and lets her have her privacy and puts his needs back for Elisa and he did one time because he was worried but doesn't matter and then you have Elisa at the red mask meeting Elisa used Niku to get to know the plan of the red masks and at this meeting she gets uncomfortable and she asks Niku can we please leave and Niku says this won't take long he completely ignores that she feels uncomfortable and then Elisa just leaves as she should and Nico follows her and then of course he apologizes and Elisa still wants to leave because she has to warn her friends then Nico asks her no kiss this time and she says maybe next time we know she's unsure about her feelings and that she doesn't know if the kiss with Nico was right and that she doesn't want to kiss him again until she feels sure and with the kiss with Lars she felt really sure then Elisa and Lars both go into the red mask camp and Elisa distracts Niku so Lars can get information and she holds his hand in front of Lars. Of course Lars gets super jealous when he sees them and he's mad. That's his right and Elisa just calls it distracting. This wasn't necessary. It's just unfair for Lars because he has to watch it all the time and this just wasn't necessary for her and Elisa asks Niku a lot because she wants to get information and then Niku puts his arm around her. Another unnecessary move because his love
love language is touch. And she's also super uncomfortable. So why let that happen when you know that Lars is not a fan of it and you hurt him through this? She just could have said, no, I don't want you to touch me. And that would have been completely okay. Why don't put Niku where he belongs? Tell him that. Then Niku teaches her how to use the arrow. That's also super cringe. And then he kisses her out of nowhere. Timing, Niku. Where's your timing? Elisa was completely sure taken. And now she feels like I have to tell him about Lars so he won't kiss me all the time and he knows about this and I hate Niku for this. He has such a bad timing and he always kisses her out of nowhere. And then Lars saves her ass even though she did things with Niku but the red masks discovered that she's a vampire and they both escape and at the ship Lars stands up for her so she can tell the elders what her plan is. It takes a lot for him to stand up against his dad. And at the fight Niku also came and now he's disappointed of Elisa. Why? <laughs> she couldn't tell him she's a vampire and his mom is literally a rat mask so why are you disappointed that she didn't tell you like would you tell her that you are a vampire when her mother is literally a rat mask think Niku, think. And they have Kavinan hostage, but she's dangerous. Not only for the vampires, but also for the humans, so it's just a safety reason. And then Lars and Elisa talk after the fight, and he comforts her a bit, and he feels sorry for Niku. <laughs> he understands Niku's position, so we see the character development. Lars changed, and his character became more like Elisa's, as well as Elisa. Her character also became more like Lars, so they both changed. And then they kiss, and they both lean in in for the kiss. That was season one, now season two. It starts with Lars and Delisa before the lesson. They really look like a couple. He has his arm around her. She really enjoys that. He seems super happy and proud and Delisa's happy as well. It's just so cute. He is so proud of his girlfriend. And, ah! and during the lesson they give each other this look. It's cute. And then they fight about Kavina because they have different perspectives of views and Elisa doesn't want her to be killed because she knows how much she means to Niku. And Lars thinks the same way as his father. She's dangerous and Dracula has power over her, so... And Elisa wants Lars to stand up for Corvina in front of his dad, even though she could do it herself. She could stand up in front of the elders and not Lars, so why? And she also thinks the problem will solve itself. No, Elisa? And Elisa's disappointed that he has this cruel point of view. But she still has to think that you don't change over mind. And he grew up in this household, in this clan, where they represent this kind of view. So, of course, you also have this view. She should respect that that he already changed so much into better and let him have the time. And then Ivy has to stop them. Also, Niku thinks of Elisa a lot and he's still mad. Elisa also thinks about Niku. She feels sorry for Niku mainly because she doesn't know what happened to him in Italy without his mom and lost talks with his dad about Kavina, even though his dad said something really nice before. So he ruins the pride of his father. I don't think Baron Magnus is often proud of his son and he shows him this emotion. I think it was pretty hard for Lars to ruin this point of view when representing the view of Elisa, which he knows that his father doesn't like. And his dad also doesn't like Elisa and Lars still defends her even though he doesn't share her point of view. And then Fanny tells Elisa about the decision of the clan heads and Elisa runs to a coffin crying. Why are you crying? Why are you so disappointed of Lars? Lars tried even though it wasn't his point of view. And Lars goes after her and apologizes and Elisa 
it assumes that he didn't even try. It's just simply not her right to be disappointed of him because it wasn't his decision. It was the decision of the eldest, so be disappointed of the eldest but not of Lars. Then Lars feels bad. And this was the point where I thought Lars is too good for Elisa. Because he always tries to understand her and comfort her and everything. And Elisa doesn't. She hurts him with constantly being around Niku and not telling him what he does wrong and stops him from touching her all the time and stuff. I feel so sorry for Lars at this point. And then due to Elisa's <laughs> mistake with setting Kavina free and Kavina shooting his dad, Lars is of course really sad and Elisa should have been there for Lars at this point, but she was busy feeling sorry for herself. Also, Niku meets Dracula in, in Italy and he denies being friends with Elisa. He says she's not my girlfriend, not even a friend, which I think is pretty harsh because she lied to you for once and Elisa knows that Niku is Dracula and she's worried about it, of course. Elisa still has a positive memory of Niku in Hamburg. Then Elisa does the bare minimum, the bare minimum that she could do with saving Baron Magnus in this like mind labyrinth. And Lars is worried about Elisa, even though she got his dad into this. <laughs> and he's pretty thankful that Elisa saved his dad. What? This was the bare minimum she could do because she caused him being in this situation. Elisa saw something in Baron Magnus' thoughts and wants to talk about it with Lars, but he has a meeting with the eldest because he's now the clan head of the Drakus, and then she's disappointed even though he promises her I'll be right back. Elisa! Not everything is about you! Oh god. And then Lars finds out about her mother and wants to tell her immediately and she was not there. She was already searching for her mother and he goes to this cave. There he not represents the Drakus pride. He says he's different and trustworthy and Elisa also agrees on this because he wants Elisa's mother to like him. And that was really cool that he showed that he's different and then Lars is kidnapped and I was so disappointed at this point because Lars and Elisa haven't been together for so long in season 2 and mostly they were fighting. <laughs> I wanted to see some couple action, I wanted to see them being happily together but no, Lars is kidnapped. Of course Elisa wants to save him, she doesn't want to waste time so she agrees on the deal with Van Helsing and Elisa thinks it's her fault that Lars is in danger, it is, and she doesn't want to let him down, she feels the pressure to save him and she didn't feel this way for Niku. And Elisa does everything it takes to get Lars back, even if she has to team up with Van Helsing, even if she has to fight with Ivy, even if the elders don't agree. And then Ragnar tells Lars about the storm and Lars is worried, but he believes in Elisa. Elisa doesn't want to turn the ship, so she basically risks everything for him. And then Lars and Ragnar arrive at the land and Lars looks at the Vimalia ruby. Ragnar doesn't take it because he thinks it's a weak power. And Lars doesn't think it's a weak power anymore more because he knows Elisa and the way he looks at it he looks so cute at the Vermalia ruby because it means so much to him the Vermalia ruby is Elisa for him so and then Niku and Lars drive with the carriage together with Dracula's carriage and they think it's the fault of the other <laughs> that Elisa is in this position and they both think they are better than the other one and and Lars shows that he has respect for Elisa and Niku doesn't which shows us that he's pretty child and then Elisa has vision. She sees the meeting with Dracula and Niku. And Lars is threatened by Dracula with killing Niku. So he travels with them because he knows how much Niku means to her. Everything. Again, Lars also risks everything for the other humans Elisa loves or the other people Elisa loves and Lisa doesn't want to let the boys down but she has to get the last clue in Hamburg and it's really a fight for her because she really wants to save them and it's so important to her and Lars knows Elisa better than Niku even though N 
Miku claims that he knows more about her because they have the same interests. No, Lars knows more about Elise and about Elise's character, about things she would do and how she thinks. I think that's pretty important. And Lars wants to do everything to help Elise. He also wants to steal the Dracula's rubies because that's basically all he can do. And for that, he even wants to work together with Niku. He wouldn't do that normally, but he does it for Elisa. And then Niku kind of tells him the story of him and Elisa and Lars gets jealous. And Niku thinks when he sees her again, she'll love him forever. Yeah, what will happen then? But you guys are not in a relationship and Elisa kissed Lars last, so... Then, at this fight with Dracula and the Upiri, at this fight, Lars gets on Elisa's side immediately. And then you see that Niku has his priorities. He stays with Dracula because of his mom and doesn't support Elisa. Lars is a little bit worried, but he trusts Elisa. Niku doesn't even trust her enough to fight on her side. And Elisa also screams for Lars because she's in danger and he immediately wants to help her. Niku fights on the other side. <laughs> and then Calvina puts Elisa in danger and Niku pulls Calvina away. Elisa wants to convince him to fight on her side and then Niku kisses her. Niku, where? is your timing. God! This was absolutely the wrong moment, but he just wants to do everything how it is in his mind, even though it doesn't fit the situation. And then Dracula was shot by a silver bullet and Elisa is really sick and Lars feels guilty. He thinks it's all his fault and he would never think like this at the beginning. At the beginning, he liked to blame things he did on others, but now he feels guilty for a thing he didn't even cause. And he's really sad and kind of depressive. <laughs> and Niku sits by his mom. I mean, he cares, but he doesn't He doesn't care enough to sit by Elisa. He sits by his mom, even though she's still possessed by Dracula. And then Lars tries to get in Elisa's hat, and that's not working. And Niku is not able to do anything, but he's super good at shouting at Lars that he should do something. What? Niku, that's not helping anybody. And Lars doesn't want to let her alone and Niku as well, but he goes to his mom then. And then Elisa wakes up and Lars and Niku are super happy, but Niku is way more happier to have his mom back because when his mom is turned back into human, he cries, he shouts, his everything, he almost breaks down. And when Elisa was awake, he was just like, ah, you're back. Okay, okay, now I see where your priorities are, Niku. And after she woke up, Elisa wants to talk with Lars. Not with Niku. Elisa's worried and she trusts Lars more, so she tells him about it. And she thinks she's only special because of the Sporic and Lars denies and tells her that she's, of course, more special and everything. And he confesses his love for her. And Elisa doesn't even appreciate it at all. Lars builds her up and gives her new hope. And Lars says that he'll follow her plan and asks Elisa if she still likes Niku that much. And Elisa feels offended because they're her feelings. What? It's normal that Lars asks you that so he can understand your position and how you feel what I would ask that as well <laughs> and he completely understands it again and they also have no physical contact in this conversation Lars knows when it's not the right moment to kiss Elisa and then Lars talks to Elisa once again and Elisa says she's scared to untie the knot because she doesn't know what will happen she says that she might die Elisa says maybe it's better to not love me and Lars says stop thinking like that I love you for who you are and that's the cutest thing to ever say of course, it's again a love confession, but if you say to a person, I love you for who you are, you show them that you appreciate every side of them, even though if they do something wrong. And that's the prettiest thing, to love a human how they are and for who they are. And it's perfect. I think Niku only loves the idea of Elisa and loves the idea of being together with a human being. 
And then Nico and Elisa are in a team when they attack Van Helsing and Elisa says to him, thanks for your help. And Nico says, not necessary, because of course he will help her. What? And then he grabs her hand and puts it on his heart. Cringe. And says, it's beating for you. What a weird love confession is this? <laughs> and Nikos says Elisa is more human and they are more alike, which is simply not true. And Elisa also says again, not the right moment. Niku, Tai, Ming. And Niku doesn't want to wait. He's so childish and egoistic. He still goes on. Niku touches her hand and then kisses her. He never had the permission to do this. And of course, Elisa liked this kiss because she likes him. But whatever, it was not the right moment. And Lars is not really jealous when Elisa was talking with Niku because he has like a personal growth and he accepts everything Elisa does so. And then Nico and Lars talk and they both work together because they love Elisa and Lars knows that it's better if they hold Elisa's back like if they support her. And then Lars waits for Elisa and tells her that he changed through Elisa's big heart and he's scared of losing her. And then Elisa has a vision and she blacks out and Lars is super scared and when she comes back Nico comes in and they both kind of hold her. That's really weird and they go like to where the knot is and they have to go through the field of crosses and Nico wants to go in immediately and the vampires stop and I think there you can see that especially in episode 26 how different Nico and Elisa are he doesn't understand these life-dangering things because he's a human he doesn't understand this very important and dominant vampire side of Elisa that's also why Lars matches Elisa better than Nico does and Elisa thinks these crosses are not dangerous for them and she asks Lars if he trusts her and he says yes and waits not a second he goes immediately inside and he risked that he could have probably died or be harmed really bad but he trusted her so bad that he went in immediately and then where they stand at the mirrors inside of the cave of the knot um, Lars has to accept himself and Elisa made Lars accept himself not only in this cave in front of the mirrors also in in real life. She made him accept himself, who he is, and made him changed into better. Lars realized who he is and that he has some character traits that are not good and he worked on him. He really did. And then of course the way they look at each other and then there is the scene where she has to choose between Nico and Lars. And Nico says, I know you love him more. And Lars says, take Nico. And this doesn't mean Nico is the better option. He wants this because everybody would be human then and not when because he thinks if Elisa chooses her human love interest everybody will turn into human and if she chooses Lars everybody will turn into vampire so he did this he would sacrifice himself so the world would be full of humans and not full of vampires because he thinks that's better and then Elisa says I can't choose and then both are gone Elisa what is this struggle why are you struggling so much it's simply Lars just choose Lars <laughs> and when they are out of this cave and the knot is destroyed Elisa talks with Nico. And Lars seems disappointed because he thinks that Elisa chose Niku. And Elisa asks Niku if he was serious about what he said before, that he knows that Elisa loves Lars more. And he says yes. And Elisa goes to Lars and kisses him. And she finally decided and says, I love you. I loved this moment. I really loved this scene. <sighs> this was just necessary that she finally chose. Also, Niku knew in his heart that Lars is better for her. And Lars is the one she loves more. So thank you for taking part of this really emotional 
final <laughs> analyzation of the love triangle of them. I really hate love triangles because it's always clear which person they should choose. But okay, now she finally chose the right one, so I can live with that. And yeah, I hope to hear you next time. Bye! <laughs>